Talk Recorded live. Hello, everybody. Devin Ford here on TalkShoe tonight, uh, our alternate station. The station is down. APRI is down for a little tune-up. And here we are on the old standby TalkShoe where we started many years ago, five years ago, whatever. And uh, it's been good to us. Feels good to be back. Believe it or not, TalkShoe is the place you can go and have a talk show of your own. Uh, more of you need to pick up on this and do it. More of you uh, alternative uh, folks, especially, uh, who aren't glued to the mainstream media, need to get out here and shout on this major platform we call TalkShoe. Uh, our station should be up in a couple of weeks, maybe maybe before a couple of weeks. Uh, we, uh, we hope. We hope. And I'm sure everything will be okay on TalkShoe until then. We are off of Block Talk Radio. Haven't been over there in a while. I don't miss it, to tell you the truth. I don't miss it at all. Came on tonight um, to talk about God, talk about religion, talk about Jesus, to talk about all of these things concerning religion that people are so afraid to talk about um, on a daily basis. Um, it's a very important subject. It's a very, very important subject. As, as I sit here, I'm just kind of dumbfounded, kind of astounded, kind of amazed to think about how many Christians there are in the United States of America, Incorporated. It's kind of mind-boggling to think of how many people label themselves as Christian. What does that mean? You know, what does that really mean to call yourself a Christian? And then you look out at all of these denominations, hundreds of denominations, hundreds of ways to slice up the pie of Christianity. Uh, it's just, it's just, it just floors me when I look at it. When I study it, you know, the older I get, the less I think I know. The older I get, the less I understand. In many, in many areas, um, there are other areas that I really do think I understand. But there are some areas that I just completely am mind-boggled and Religion is one of those areas. God is one of those areas. Jesus Christ is one of those areas that just boggles my mind. I believe, and this has been countered many times, I believe the more educated one becomes in life, I believe the less one is religious. I believe that when people get to a certain point in time, even if they've grown up with that Christian banner, I believe they tend to open their eyes at some point and just forget about religion. I wrote earlier on Facebook, it's really hard to forget about religion. It's really hard to forget about God. And I emphasize that Sunday morning God, that Sunday school God, that God that we have created in our minds, 
I'm not talking about necessarily source. I'm not necessarily talking about first cause. But I am talking about that Sunday morning God, that Bible God, that Matthew, Mark, Luke, John God that we have all created in our minds, that we have bowed down to that religious ideology that we've all been programmed and indoctrinated into, just as the Muslims have been programmed and indoctrinated into their religion or their cult, whatever you want to call it. I think Christianity could be called a cult just as well, even though that's been disputed many, many times. I personally believe Christianity could be called a cult. Islam could be called a cult, is a cult. You notice I said is a cult. Um, Hinduism, Buddhism, um, all of these different things could be or fall under the banner of cult if you really wanted to dig deep enough and hard enough and do your research and study. As I have gotten older, I have, I've let go of this Sunday morning God, and it was really a hard thing to do. It took a lot of time and a lot of effort and a lot of thinking, critical thinking power, if you will, to let go of this Sunday morning God, as I like to call him or it. Um, we would say him if we were talking about Christianity. We would say him, him, him. It's a him. It's a he. It's a male, which to me is completely ridiculous to put a sex on this God put a gender on this God, this Sunday morning God. Now, that's not so ridiculous to put a gender on this Sunday morning Bible God, but to even think that there would be a gender on source or first cause, whatever that is, is completely ridiculous. Um, I think most of the psychological problems in the United States are caused by religion in some way, shape, form, or fashion. I think religion is at the root of it. Most people have been brainwashed from the time they were little children to believe in Jesus loves me, this I know, for the Bible tells me so. Little ones to him belong, they are weak, and he is strong. Programming and indoctrination programming and indoctrination. We tend to, <coughs> excuse me, we tend to bash Muslims for their belief system in the Quran, yet we have the same indoctrination and silly programming in the Christian Bible. I mean, if you look at the Old Testament, it's full of insanity, just chock full of insanity. I do not want to, would not want to, will not worship a God that was part of the Old Testament, and that's the same God that was part of the New Testament. For those of you who haven't read the Old Testament, you need to go and Google some really 
major scriptures in the Old Testament that talk about God doing some really wacky things, telling people to do some really, really whacked out things. Um, for those of you who believe in Jesus Christ as Savior and Lord, I know this is going to be difficult for you. This show is probably even difficult. A lot of you have already hung up. Some of you never tuned in in the first place when you saw it in the description, what we were going to be talking about tonight. But to get away from Jesus, now that's really, 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 really hard to do. That's 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 like pulling teeth uh, without anesthetic. I mean, that's a that's a killer right there. That's that's the kicker. That's that's hard to do. Uh, for some reason, boy, you get that Jesus in you, and boy, oh boy, oh boy, oh boy, you 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 can't get it out. You just can't get it out, man. It's 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 like a cancer. It really is like a cancer. Once you've been programmed, once you've been plugged in, maybe that's all she wrote. It's hard to get it out of your head. It makes you feel even nasty to think about getting it out of your head. It makes you feel rotten inside. It makes you feel afraid inside, like you're going to hell. It takes a while to get over that fear that you're going to hell if you doubt the Bible or doubt God or doubt Jesus or ask questions, you're going to hell. It takes a while to get through that. It took me several years to get through that, as a matter of fact. Um, but let me tell you something. It is a refreshing feeling. It is an amazing, it is an amazing feeling to get beyond that. It is really amazing it is a feeling of total and absolute freedom. Total and absolute freedom to get beyond the chains of religion. Now, some of you have had this experience. Uh, many of you haven't. But those of you who have had this experience know what I'm talking about. You know just how liberating it is to be able to get unplugged from religion. Yes, I know we're still plugged into the matrix and all that. Yes, I know we're still plugged into other things that we probably shouldn't be plugged into, but that's one of my points tonight is we're plugged in. My point is religion is just another plug-in. Religion is just another label. A uh, powerful one at that, but just another label. Just another plug-in. Uh, just another add-on for all of you techs out there. Um, once you get that app, once you get that religion app going, it's hard to get unplugged from it. But once you do, it's so liberating, it's unbelievable. Now, I did not say that I did not believe in... Uh, source or sources. I do not know what those sources are. I do not know who those sources are. I do not know why those sources are, and I do not know where those sources might be. But I do have a feeling that there's some form of creative imagination, if you will, out there, some form of creative intelligence super intelligence even, supernatural intelligence even, that put this thing together. 
and called it existence, humanity, being, consciousness. I'm not saying for one minute that we just popped out of a soup can. I'm not saying for one minute we got here on our own because I don't think we did. But as far as what brought us here, I don't know. And neither do you. And no one else does either. Either, 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 either. It's a very difficult question and one that cannot be answered one that has not been answered and one that will not be answered we are self-conscious that is amazing we are self-conscious i was reading an article today from nasa's space propulsion laboratory that says their findings again are that we possibly are a simulation in a supercomputer or a simulation within a simulation within a simulation and on and on and on a hologram if you will and that reality only happens when we open our eyes and our senses so reality doesn't happen unless our senses are working if our senses are dead, our reality is dead, therefore reality is dead. Now, I know this is kind of hard to grasp, hard to grab a hold of, but I've come to know it somewhat better over the last few months because I've been thinking about it a lot, and it makes a lot of sense that we are nothing but a supercomputer. If you look where we're going right now with computer technology and computing power, you can see that within the next 30 years, we're going to be able to create a whole life within an hour we'll be able to create and plug in a whole life of a person to a simulator to a virtual reality within one hour maybe even 30 seconds who knows i mean our computing power now is unbelievable it's unbelievable it's beyond what i could tell you on the radio tonight no matter how hard I tried, I could not tell you just how amazing our computing power is today. And to think where it's going to be two years from now is is hard to grasp, let alone 30 years from now. Oh, my God. There I go. Oh, my God. Calling on God again. Whoever she is. Calling on God again. But we need to get rid of religion, folks. I don't know how... In the world, we're going to do it. We're probably not going to do it. My show is not popular enough to do it. I don't think Rush Limbaugh could do it. I don't think David Letterman could have done it. Johnny Carson. I don't think MSNBC could do it or Fox News. I, I don't. I don't know what it would take to get rid of religion. And I don't know what that would look like if we did get rid of religion. Maybe it would be anarchy. Maybe it would be atheism uh, at its pure core. Pure core atheism. Atheists are not bad people. Uh, most of you out there think atheists are running around with horns and a tail and a pitchfork. Well, they're not. I'll tell you that right now. They're just your average uh, Joe on the street. Humanists are not bad people. Atheists are not bad people. Uh, then you've got nihilist and deist and communist and socialist and we could go on and on and on couldn't we 
We could go on and on and on. You know, this is an amazing subject tonight. It really is an amazing subject that I, I would think that hundreds of thousands of people would be tuned into this wanting to talk about this, wanting to know more about this, and wanting to meet someone like myself who has been through this, been through all the stages, the different stages of grief and worry and pain and suffering, uh, trying to figure all of this out and trying to come to some kind of consensus about it, trying to uh, gain some peace of mind um, within the context of unplugging from the religious matrix. I really don't know where all of this is going with this new culture, this new world order, this one world religion thing, this, uh, where, you know, where is it all going? Our culture seems to be becoming more liberal, more loose, more socialist. What does that mean for our children? What does that mean for us? We're loose as a goose, you know, as Grandma used to say, we're loose as a goose. And uh, I personally don't care that we're loose as a goose. Now, I will say that when you unplug from the religious matrix that you do become more liberal in a lot of ways. Uh, I know that there's a lot of people out there that would disagree with me on that, but you do become, I think I did become more liberal, but I was already liberal. So it's kind of hard to say how much more liberal I became but you lose your sense of this Bible, more uh, this Bible. Um, um, what am I trying to say? Um, moral morality. You lose your sense of this Bible morality, this this Sunday morning morality. Uh, you lose your sense of that, and you somehow get beyond that. Uh, and you start to realize, if you study quantum physics now, and if you mix science into this, the phenomenal and the non-phenomenal, you mentioned science and sociology uh, with a little dash of psychology, a little dash of biology, a uh, little dash of neurology, you start to see the potential for us to be a hologram and for us to be a simulation and you start to realize that there is no right and wrong. Uh-oh, there he goes. Off on that tangent again. And that's something else that people have trouble understanding is that there is no right and wrong. What is right and wrong is subjective within you, it's programmed within you and your experience and so forth and so on, your capabilities, your abilities, your experience. It's all based on your personal experience, based on your personal reality, how you're plugged in, where you're plugged in, how deeply you're plugged in. So um, there is no right and wrong because that gets us divided. That divides us when I say what's right for me is wrong for you, what's wrong for you is right for me, and so forth and so on. Um, I'm, I'm the only one right, and you're wrong, that divides us. You're the only one right, that divides us. 
what is right and what is wrong. I'm sure we do have some sense of that. Cutting a child's head off would not be necessarily right to us, but it may not make a damn to the universe whether we cut a child's head off or not, or whether we rob a bank or not, or whether we blow up a building or not, or whether we shoot somebody in the head or not. It may not matter to the universe whatsoever. Ultimately, it may not matter. But for some strange reason, it matters to us because we feel pain, we feel sorrow, and we have a conscience. We have something called a conscience that operates. It's an operative conscience, and it's operative. It works. Not everybody has a conscience. I hear you all saying out there, not everybody has a conscience. And you're right. Some people are sociopathic, psychopathic. They don't have a conscience. But most of us have a conscience, and most of us can make our own way. Most of us can run our own business. Most of us can run our own communities and run our own states and run our own nations without going to church. I don't think that we have to go to church to learn how to run our business. I'm not even going to say that I think it might help if we go to church. You know, the Bible is a good book. I do not think it's a holy book. I do not think it's a book representing a deity, the Son of God. But I do think it's a fantastic book with a lot of wonderful information in it. Now, I've lost the other part of my audience, I'm sure. But, you know, this is a hard pill to swallow. This is a very, very hard pill to swallow, but... You've got to get it. I mean, you've got to, you've got to talk through this stuff. And that's what this show is really all about, is talking through this stuff that's really hard to talk about. Because there's a lot of people out there in my reality. There's a lot of people out there thinking about this and worrying about this and wondering about this. And they feel alone in this. They really do feel alone. They feel like they would be attacked if they even brought this up in their circles. And I'm telling you right now, it's perfectly all right to bring up. It's perfectly all right to talk about. It's perfectly all right to doubt yourself and to doubt God and to doubt Jesus and to doubt the angels. And It's perfectly okay to not believe in demon spirits, demon possession. I think all of these things are just crazy. They're insane. You know, I'm thinking, how how can this many people be this crazy? How can this many grown adults be this crazy to believe in all this shit? It doesn't make any sense to me. It just flashed through my mind there. It doesn't make a lick of sense to me how, how this many people could believe in such silliness. The Garden of Eden, Noah's Ark, parting the Red Sea, turning the water into wine. Why, oh, why, oh, why? You know, why? Healing the blind, healing the deaf, healing the lame. Why, oh, why, oh, why? And why aren't those things going on today? Oh, 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 I've heard all of your answers on that. I've heard all of your answers on that. And none of them make any sense whatsoever. Dispensation.
dispensation, dispensation. I've heard all of your answers on that. Makes no sense whatsoever. Preachers are still trying to heal people. Look at Benny Hinn and look at uh, James Robinson. Look at all of these people, Seplo Dollar, all of these people out there in the healing business still trying to heal people, still pretending to heal people. Benny Hinn has been caught so many times in lies concerning healing. And so has the rest of them. Robert Tilton, Tammy Faye Baker, and Jim Baker, and all the rest have been caught in all the lies. And you all still continue to bite it off and bite it off and bite it off and bend over and believe the lies. Still send your money to these crazy people. Take a drink of my tea. You still continue to believe in the unbelievable. Life would be so much better if we could just have this talk and leave religion behind and all of its confusion. You know, it's Bible says that Jesus didn't come to confuse, but yet religion is all about confusion, 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 and more confusion. And um, when I sit here and talk to you via this technology, I know that there are many of you out there that are going to get something great from this talk tonight. I know that there are many of you out there that are going to get uh, uplifted by this talk because you've been worrying yourself to death about this subject and you've been feeling lost and alone and it's wearing you down to think about what your friends are going to think, what your family is going to think. It's almost like coming out as a homosexual for the first time after being in the closet for so long, that's kind of what it's like for someone who's grown up in a Christian family to come out as an atheist all of a sudden, to come out as a humanist, not so bad as an agnostic, but a humanist or atheist. I don't even understand atheism, to tell you the truth. I don't understand atheist. Uh, some of them are pretty hardcore. Uh, I've met a lot of nice atheists, and I've met some really asshole atheists, but there's asshole Christians too. There I go, apologizing for the Christians. But, uh, you know, um, I don't see how anybody could look out there and not see some supernatural working power I don't see how anyone could not believe in a first cause, uh, God, source, whatever. It's just too amazing. It's just too beyond comprehension not to believe that there was some creative intelligence involved in all of this beginning. And as I said before, I do not know what that looks like. I do not know what that is. 
No one does. Sounds kind of silly for me to say that. Everyone ought to know that no one does, although children think their parents do. Little children think their parents know everything. Mommy and Daddy know everything, but Mommy and Daddy really don't know nothing. Mommy and Daddy don't even know where they came from. Mommy and Daddy don't even know where they are in the universe. And Mommy and Daddy surely don't know where they're going when they die, if any place at all. I personally believe that we just die and regenerate back into the cosmos. We simply die and we regenerate, reorganize, restructure atomically back into the cosmos, back into the universe. And to me, that's sweet. To me, that's sweet. Boy, you know, it took some time to get over this eternal life thing. I mean, yeah, boy, it took some time to get over this eternal life thing. I was all hung up on eternal life. And then when I got to thinking about just how silly all that is, eternal life doing what, for God's sakes? There I go, talking to God again. Where would you, where would you hang out for a trillion years? Who in the hell would want to hang out anywhere for a trillion or two years? I sure wouldn't want to hang out anywhere like that. That would be, to me, that would be hell. Hellish. Hellish to have to think that I had to hang out anywhere for a trillion years or two trillion or three trillion or four trillion or five trillion. What's the difference after the first trillion? Who cares? So to me, it makes much more sense that we just die and you're dead and that's it. You live... You're born, you live, and you die, and that's it. That's all she wrote. You got one chance at it, and this is it. Make the best of it. And to me, that makes perfect sense. Now, if we are in a hologram, if we are in a simulation of some sort, then we may live again inside the simulation. There is a possibility that we may live again inside the simulation, and if we do, in fact, live inside the simulation again, that means we're living inside the simulation now, and that means we've possibly lived inside the simulation to create a new simulation within a simulation. So we are completely assimilated. If, in fact, we have lived inside the simulation for any period of time, we may be one of the assimilators. We may trade places with the assimilators and become assimilated and become assimilator. But in fact, we do not know, we do not remember that except for what we call past life experiences. And some of these past life experiences may be from leftover memory if you will, in the computer program that would allow you to have little glimpses of what you did before, where you were before, what simulation you were in before. And that would explain these past life experiences. But now we need to talk about the mental health aspect of all of this. Um, 
this is a very, very dangerous subject to someone who is already on the edge of insanity. This is not necessarily a subject you would want to bring up around someone who was very fragile psychologically, spiritually. This is not a subject you would want to talk about. You could literally drive someone over the edge to insanity and be responsible for their downfall and their breakup, and I don't want that to happen. And if I'm doing that tonight to some of you, I'm sorry. You better tune out now. Because this is the real world, I think, inside the simulation. This is the real world inside the simulation. We are the matrix. We are inside the matrix. And we are plugged into the matrix. I'll tell you, it's really scary, folks. It's even hard for me to think about these things. I crossed my leg, and now I can't get my leg uncrossed. Oh, boy, oh, boy, oh, boy. When you get old, I tell you what, you're just screwed. You're just screwed. The more I cross my legs and the more I try to uncross my legs, the more I know I need to get my knees operated on, which I am fixing to do. Fixing to do. You can tell where I'm from. Fixing to do. Going to do. Here very soon. I'm going to go under the knife. We are in Canada, and I am really happy to be up here in Canada visiting with our friends and getting some good health care while I'm here. The church is going to be paying for some of this, oddly enough. Here I am talking about the church and dissing the church, and the church is actually helping me pay for some of this, but that is universalist, Unitarian Universalist. So they're a very liberal church, and uh, a lot of wonderful, wonderful people in the Unitarian Universalist church. I can feel the darts going into my heart as I speak those words, Unitarian Universalist. Ah, there's another dart going into my heart. But, you know, that's the way it goes. Um, Unitarians are people, too, you know. Unitarian Universalist are people, too. As I sit here and look out my window and see all of the people going up and down the nature trail, on their bicycles, mountain bikes, and otherwise, it really lifts me up and lifts my spirits up to see all of this activity here in the mountains. It's really beautiful here in Canada. I wish all of you could be here. Glad you're not, but I wish you could be. I know you won't be. But it really lifts my spirits to see people out in nature. really lifts my spirits up. You say, oh, Kyler, you don't have a spirit because you don't believe in God. I didn't say that, did I? I didn't say I didn't believe in God. I just said I don't believe in the Sunday morning Sunday school God that man has created in his puny little mind. Religion has been nothing but oppressive to me since I was born. Religion is so oppressive and so depressive, no matter how you cut it, even if you look in the new books, the Matthew, Mark, Luke, John, Acts, Romans, Corinthians, Galatians, the further in you go, yes, it's a good book, it's got some wonderful things in it, but so does the Lotus Sutra, so does the Quran. 
So does the Book of the Dead. You know? They've all got something good in them. You know, I didn't really even want to do this show tonight because it is such a confusing subject and it's such a touchy subject and it's a subject that really pisses people off, really rubs people the wrong way. You know, it really rubs people the wrong way and they won't stay with you. They'll leave you. They'll tune you out, turn you off, you know. But we need to be having this discussion, you know. It's not a one-sided discussion, really, unless you're a Jesus freak. It's not a one-sided discussion. It's a discussion that's open for everyone. Everyone can take part in this discussion. Everyone has a part in this. But I hate religion. I literally hate religion. And even Jesus hated religion. If you'll remember the scribes and the Pharisees and all of that, and the legalists, Jesus hated all of that. I'm not going to go into all of that tonight, but you all know what I'm talking about. If Jesus hated religion, then what did Jesus love? Love thy neighbor as thyself. Love thy neighbor as thyself. How hard is that to do? That is very, very difficult to do. That is a hard pill to swallow. Especially if you don't love yourself. If you don't love yourself, how can you love your neighbor? By golly, I'll tell you. It seems like today that there's a lot of hatred out there. You just look around you. A lot of hatred out there. There seems to be a lot of confusion out there, massive amounts of confusion out there going on in the world today. We have come to a point where our economy is on the verge of collapse. I do not know how much longer we can prop it up. I do not know how much longer we can pretend that everything is okay and keep our systems functioning as they should to be able to hold up humanity as we have held it up for this long. We keep hearing about a run on the banks. We uh, keep funding these big corporations and bailing out these big banks, and I do not know how much longer that can continue to go on either. Many of you think that there will be some kind of apocalyptic event soon. I've talked to many of you who think that we are on the verge of the apocalypse, and I disagree completely, of course. 
Um, there again, religion will drive you crazy as well as society will drive you crazy. But I do not think that we're on the verge of any kind of apocalyptic event. I believe that these are just events that are going to happen because of our evolutionary process. They are just events that are going to happen because this is where we are in our evolution. This is where we are in our lives. It's very simple, really. This is where we are in our culture. This is where we are in our thinking process. This is where we have come to with the division of labor, if you read Marx at all, with the division of labor, this is where we are. This is what the division of labor has done. This is what the capitalistic society is about. We do not live under feudal lords anymore. We may be better off if we did. The Roman Empire fell, and now here we are. Post-industrial society at its worst. Post-industrial society at its worst. And uh, I would say that word industrial is going to be antiquated pretty soon, and we'll go to some super, super high-tech democracy that's never been seen before or even thought about before. The word industrial just seems so antiquated now. When I look out and see the smokestacks and all of the machines running, I just think, you know, all of this is going to go away pretty soon with the computing power that we have available to us. Now, what's that going to look like and how is everything going to change? What will it look like when in this new techno society? Um, and then, of course, you know, we could talk about the uh, fact that the globalists want to get rid of nine-tenths of the population, whatever. Uh, there are so many things that we could go into uh, concerning the apocalypse, what might seem like the apocalypse, you know. If you look at what's happening today, and if you study, uh, Google these things concerning the New World Order, uh, concerning genocide, concerning MKUltra, Council on Foreign Relations, what's going on at the United Nations, uh, the HR uh, bills and so forth that Obama has passed and Bush passed, taking away our liberties and our rights and our freedoms, you would think that it was the apocalypse. It looks like the apocalypse. It smells like the apocalypse. But I do not personally think that it has anything to do or is tied in with the Bible or the apocalypse or the prophets making these predictions for the future. Shit happens, okay? That's my, my philosophy is shit happens. And shit is definitely hitting the fan right now and shit is definitely happening right now. But shit has been happening forever. Every culture has gone through their share of pain and turmoil. So... We're not any different than any other culture, including the Roman Empire. We're not any different than any other culture. We're going through the shit right now. And believe me, we are neck deep in the shit, and most people do not even realize just how deep into the shit that we are. Most people have their head up in their ass so far they can't see the sunshine 
They just do not know what's going on around the United States or around the world that affects them and their children and grandchildren. It's amazing to me how uneducated people are. It's amazing to me how um, divided people are from, from reality, what is reality versus fantasy. It's amazing to me how far up in the comfort zone people live. It's amazing to me how much time people waste in a day. I do not claim to be the greatest person in the world. I do not claim to be someone who is working 24 hours a day anymore like I used to. But I guarantee you I am doing more psychologically than most people are. When I'm talking about wasting time, I'm talking about people that just play games all day and draw welfare checks and food stamps and housing, and they don't do anything with their mind or their body. Their mind and body is just going limp. They're just sitting back on the dole, drawing the government paycheck, and they're really not concerned about anything. And, you know, I was going to say, and I will, I'm getting to the point to where I'm, I'm like that. <laughs> I just don't give a damn. I don't give a damn anymore about what's going on in the world. I'm getting to the point where I'm just looking toward death, I guess. I'm 60 years old. I guess I'm looking toward uh, checking out of here, and I just really don't give a shit anymore like I used to. Um, I can't do it by myself. And I've heard so many warriors on Facebook just today and yesterday say that they're giving up because they don't have any backup. They're giving up because they don't have any help. They're giving up. They're leaving. They're quitting. I can show you their post. I can read you their post. They're quitting. They're giving up because they have no backup. People talk a good line of shit, but when it comes down to the wire, people are not helping. All that good scribe, good fam shit, I'll pray for you shit ain't working. It ain't working, period. It just ain't working. And, um, you know, something's got to give. When the warriors are, are quitting, we got a problem. When the frontliners are sitting down, we got a problem. And I can tell you right now, it looks bad. It really, really looks bad. I, I, I mean, the Muslims are rioting. I don't see us rioting. I don't see the Christians rioting. I don't see the uh, patriots rioting. I don't see the militias standing up doing anything. I don't see the skinheads doing anything. I don't see anybody doing I don't see the KKK doing anything. I don't see anybody doing anything except the refugees. They're rioting and they're wanting Sharia law. And by God, they're going to get Sharia law if they have anything to do with it. When I see the police running from refugees, it scares the living shit out of me. When I see police in these countries running from hundreds of thousands of refugees, it scares the living shit out of me. What are we going to do with all these people coming into the country? What the hell are we going to do with these people? Terrorists or not, what in the hell are we going to do with these people? How are we going to feed them? How are we going to clothe them? 
How are we going to educate them? What about their health care? What about all of their other personal needs, psychological needs, mental health? How are we going to handle this? Who is going to pay for this when we can't even take care of our own people adequately? I do not know. I really do not know what we're going to do. And I don't know why we let them in in the first place. I don't know why we started opening the gate to let these folks in in the first place. I know that many of you have ideas on this. I know that many of you know a lot more than I do about this subject. But I personally cannot understand why we would open the gates when our society is caving in, our society and our culture is caving in, our dollar is, 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 is nil to none, naught. Our economy is collapsing in upon itself, and we can't adequately take care of our people that were already here, let alone hundreds of thousands of others. So. That's something for you to think about. It's not something that I could do anything about. There again, I'm just one man. And um, I feel like these others who are quitting, these others who say, fuck it, I'm giving up. I don't, I'm not going to stay here and continue to beat my head up against the wall. I'm going to just back away from this, you know, crawl back in my hole and let shit hit the fan. I'm just going to crawl back in my hole and let the shit hit the fan, let the cards fall where they may, because I don't have any help. People like to talk a big line of shit on Facebook, but when it comes to getting out there in the streets, hitting the pavements, people do not want to do that. They don't even want to protest anymore. I went by the... Planned Parenthood the other day and saw two people standing out front, the same two old people that have been there forever with a picket sign. And then I went by there again, there was nobody there. So people have given up. People give up on things. I remember when there was 35, 40, 50, 60 people standing out in front of Planned Parenthood. Now there's nobody out there. And it was a beautiful sunny day, so the weather didn't have anything to do with it. But folks, we need to get rid of religion. That's just uh, a given. Uh, and I know it's not going to happen. Hey, 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 be the first to admit it's not going to happen. But I can talk about it on this show. I, mean, I can talk about it on this show. We need to get rid of this Sunday morning God, this this this, this hypocritical God, this, this crazy, insane Old Testament God. We need to get rid of him. And we need to wake up, smell the roses, and start looking toward science for some answers. You know, that's what uh, a lot of our philosophers have wanted to do uh, for a long, long time, is to bring science into this. And uh, be scientific. Base our existence on science. Ask for the hard, cold facts, if we can get them. 
and stop believing in the mythological, stop believing in the theological, in the mythical, in the mysteries, in the supernatural, demons and angels and goblins and ghouls. Start basing our opinion on things that we can see, touch, feel, and smell and taste. Many of these things are just diversions that we get off into. Many of these things are just diversions to keep us from looking at what is real. To keep us from hammering on the real issues at hand. Like the elections, for instance, are just another diversion. We need to stop hammering on the elections and people need to start getting back down to science, hard science. We need to start getting back down to the communities and thinking about our local communities. What's happening in your local community? What can you do in your locale there where you live, where you are, where your feet are on the ground, where you're in the neighborhood, you're in the community? What can you do there? That's the most important thing. That's really the only thing that you can do that makes any sense. And don't be distracted by these diversions such as these so-called elections because we all know that we're going to bring someone in there and it's going to be the same shit different days. Nothing is going to change because we change presidents. So we change underwear, big deal. We change socks, big deal. It's the same day, different shit. It's the same shit, different day. So we got to look at it like that. I mean, I don't even know why you all waste your time posting anything concerning elections. I don't know why you would waste your time voting. It's ridiculous. It's completely ridiculous to even waste your time voting. You might as well go outside and park in the wind because that's exactly what you're doing when you're voting. You're farting in the wind. They already know who those appointments are going to. So stop wasting your time on Facebook. I'm going to get off this thing, ladies and gentlemen. I've had almost an hour here. Um, I think we had a good talk tonight. I think uh, we've opened up a few subjects that we could discuss on future shows. And um, I really do hope that you contact me via PM or my email is dkyler2010 at gmail.com. If you have any questions or concerns or comments, uh, if you have any suggestions for future shows that you would like for me to do, I'll be glad and try to do that for you. Um, yeah, so thank you all for tuning in tonight, and be sure to tune in to Tom's Take on Wednesday night uh, with Mr. Tom Hubert and myself. I'll be co-hosting with Tom on Tom's take, and Tom will be talking about his run for the presidency of the United States, which is really just a special interest group, and we'll talk more about that on Wednesday night. So thank you all for tuning in. I will see you very soon uh, right here on Alternative Public Radio International. Bye-bye.